The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. It's absolutely gorgeous out there. I feel great today because... um, uh, I was I was telling Bart Bart uh, snuck over here today Bart Walker. Hey Truman. And, uh, good, to see good morning. You. You're looking good. Uh, uh, yes, I really do. I, I mean, I look wonderful. <laughs> and, and and Greg Tucker's over here. He thinks he looks better than me. You'd be surprised how many people think that we're brothers. And uh, it makes him mad every time I mention that. I mean, it really does. Look at him. He, he's, he's over there. Right <laughs> he's going to get a knack after me in just a few <laughs> minutes. Um, how are you doing this morning, Greg? I'm doing fine. Where have you been? I was over at Dr. Rudd's uh, making sure that I'm negative. I have a negative test on the, on the virus. And because of coming in here with a... You know, if I give it to you two, you know, that's no problem. But if I give it to some, some of these people out here at Adams Place, I would really worry about it. So I went over there, and uh, I feel really, really good today. And it's my understanding that your sweet wife, Greg, Mentriette, as soon as y'all, I told y'all I had the virus last week, y'all went flying over there to be tested as soon as I told you. Is that true? As soon as we could get uh, police that had, yeah, but in everybody's uh, being tested. Yeah, but in Woodbury, they were, we were the only ones there. Oh, good baby. service. Check it out in Woodbury. Well, Bart, you were telling me that you have some interesting things yeah, well, to share with the people out today. We just got word from Ashley McDonald with the county that the folks over at the recycling center at 11:40 Haley Road, they're back open today. Well, it's about time everybody (laughs) started opening up. Well, they were closed because the COVID virus had pretty well wiped out out their staff. Yeah. Well, look look what happened where Greg lives out on Braville Pike. That's my favorite place to go and take my recycling things. It took me an hour to drive over there and back because of the snow. I mean, uh, it it was – you're talking about slick. You take those big hills over – where, where Greg lives on Bradeville Pike, it it, it was uh, pretty rough to drive over there. And then I find out they're not open. Well, you tried on Friday, they weren't open. They were open and had a lot of business on Saturday and Sunday. We enjoyed going down there and meeting friends. Well, why didn't Sunday. you call me? Huh? Why didn't you call me? I told you. I didn't want to have to go get another test. <laughs> <laughs> he was afraid he wouldn't pass. Thank you very much. Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, by the way, somebody else who was out working hard on this uh, snowy weekend 
Uh-oh, I'm afraid you're getting a virus. Listen to it. You hear that? Hear that? That's yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, this, the, the city <coughs> recycling and uh, garbage disposal folks were out. You know, they couldn't pick up the garbage because of the snow on Thursday and Friday. Yeah. And they were out Saturday and, and maybe Sunday. How did they pick up our garbage Saturday morning? Our hats off to these folks and to the uh, road department. Oh, the road department. Oh, you got to give them uh, two fingers up. I mean, it's just unbelievable what they did. And Manchester Highway, after that first really bad day, it was clear as a oh, bell yeah. out that way. I'm glad we had 50-degree temperatures the other oh, day, too. Oh, yeah, that, that helped, that helped a, lot. a lot. And the rain. The rain, the rain yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, people are okay with the rain now. Uh, although I did see uh, from the sheriff's office that it was up in several places over the roadways. Hmm. So. Now, I'm sure the one-lane bridge probably did. How long are we going to keep those? I mean, I hope we keep it forever because it, <laughs> it it's an adventure to go over that bridge after a big rain. <laughs> and, and, of course, the, the Sheriff's Department does a great job, and they put up those signs of it's closed. I saw something, uh, Gre Greg, uh, I have never seen before, and this was about three months ago, a tractor trailer went over that bridge. You know they're not supposed to. And it's a big fine, but uh, they, uh, um, I don't know how in the world he managed it. Because if you ever get into that, uh, going over the bridge, you can't back up. It's, what bridge are you talking about? I'm talking about the, the one, the one lane bridge over, over there off Elam and whatever okay, it is. over near Where, the county farm. Yeah, over there near, or yeah. The community, what do they call it now? Community care, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Now, this is the slab. Is yeah. It? Well, no, well, it's not a slab. It's it's actual bridge. Okay. Yeah. It looks like a slab to me. Yeah, but. The water runs over it from time is to time. Is that the one oh, way the, over with it. the metal sides on it uh, that keeps you from floating away? Does that make it a bridge? Away? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> keeps you from floating. I but guess. you actually see trees actually laying on top of that bridge yeah. after the after the rainstorms that we've been having lately. I can't believe people actually try to drive through things like that but they do oh yeah i remember back years ago when i was working at the sheriff's office um we would have to go over there and some would actually uh, be floating down the river which is amazing it's a beautiful area right through there oh, yeah. it, it really is and uh, <coughs> and sometimes i'll go uh i've seen eagles that would be really? over yes uh they they would be in those trees and also those big uh tall birds that you see down in florida the, they the, uh, yeah. you'll see them every once in a while herons. over there flamingos come uh, on blue herons <laughs> blue herons <laughs> haven't seen those are in front yards <laughs> i see a lot of them out that way why am i working so hard bart you said told me he's going to take over today no I'm, no you're I'm getting kind of sleepy <laughs> i'm just sitting there yeah, and good Greg's sitting yeah, here, and it's his show today. Yeah, I didn't know what bridge we were talking about. You've got a meeting, is it tonight, for the uh, Historical Society? No, we'll meet next week. Next week, On okay. Monday, yeah. There's a board meeting this coming Saturday, which is always just before we have our general meeting. And we'll be at the Carriage Lane. What's that on? Uh, Burton? Burton Street. Yeah, Burton Street, 7 o'clock Monday. Not tonight.
next week. Yeah, question I got though, isn't this coming Saturday, the third Saturday? I wonder what they're going to do in Kittrell. Well, I have been very disappointed in Kittrell not having their ham breakfasts. And it's always the third Saturday, and you and I have been doing it for years. And then all of a sudden, uh, but a lot of it is the fault of the people who live over in that area, in the Kittrell area, because they haven't been showing up. And it costs a lot of money to, to run those things, as we all know. And if somehow the community needs to get together, because the ones that you see that actually show up there, a lot of them are from Smyrna or Lascasses and those particular areas, and we need the, uh, those people to it, – it's just like Brown Store was. I miss Brown Store because of all the – uh, uh, the great people that used to go there and it was a major part of all of our lives back then because the stories that were told were just out of this world and I miss Mo I, I, if she's listening I do miss her and and she's probably uh, out picking up school kids is it well no it's it's afterward now I talked so. to her about a month ago and she expressed sympathy with me having to keep up with you all the time and I said, well, it's a chore, but somebody has to do it. You keep him off the streets most of the time. I check on him periodically and frequently have to go by and help him out. But Yeah. You know, it's like just, you say, somebody. Yeah. You know, even when it's 18 degrees like it has been out here today, you know, it's been a good year. I, I, I We've had bad weather. But the bad weather, once we get over it, and the snow was absolutely gorgeous this year. It's one of the prettiest snowfalls I think I've seen in a long, long time. And when you got a seven-year-old grandchild, snow's just fun. Did Did you take her out in the sled and pull her around, or she pulled? How, how did she enjoy it this year? We're talking about Cora. Oh, she did everything. Uh, even had a scooter out. <laughs> Out uh -huh. in it and uh, made the cute uh, little snowman. It's actually a snow bear, ears and a muzzle and all, very artistic. And uh, her father, my son, drug her all over the place in the sled. It, actually, for those who are connoisseurs of snow, wasn't a good sledding snow yeah. because it was so soft and fluffy, beautiful, and sticks together well, but. Uh, you know, you, your sled sinks down rather than sliding forward and that kind of snow. Who is it around here that sells sleds? Holden Hardware. Holden. 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 Yeah. Holden. And, and also Haynes has them. But oh, really? Haynes, they were sold out. I don't know about Holden. You think, of, you know, that you're really taking a chance to t buy a bunch of sleds for the wintertime here in yeah. Tennessee. Because well, you never know when 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 you're well, going to see something like that. Holden Hardware has inventory. I think it runs back to the 1950s, so they've pretty much got everything. Now Raleigh says, if it's in the window, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, we all remember the uh, boots, boots, mm -hmm. boots commercial. Yeah. Right. Hub store. You guys need to create something like that again. 
Well, if you've got this that kind on, of weather. If you got that on tape, we play do. it, play we it do. when it snows, and give everybody that remembers a nostalgia trip. Yeah. Hey Scott, uh, he may not have it uh, handy. Maybe when we take a break. I drove by out. over the radio station, and uh, he was asleep when I stopped. Sleep, by. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a that's a good thing to do in the yeah, morning yeah. hours on a cold day. That would be a good thing to play the boots, 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 boots. commercial. It's funny it, how things. But the catch hub on. store. The hub store. Yeah. Yeah. Right up on the square, which. Yeah. Uh, North, south, east, west side. Yeah. So I have to think in my mind. It's on the northwest corner of the west main intersection yeah. with the square. Did Those you, are some did fun you days. have, uh, you remember the, the, the French shop, mm -hmm. Cecil Elroy? I do. I do. Uh, do, you, do you remember when they were actually uh, on the air upstairs From there? and playing, playing all the music at that time? I, I do not remember that. I was in college in 65. Okay. And uh, prior to that, when I would be in Murfreesboro, because uh, my grandparents uh, were in this area and everything. Yeah. So I, I have been in and out of this area since I was born. But I wasn't thinking about radio in those days. Uh, when you're four and five years old, you don't yeah. think about it. But uh, when I got into college, I went up to see it because I knew that's where it had been. You could tell that it was a radio station from the windows and what have you, the studio windows. Yeah. But it had already moved to South Church where we are now. Now, they were playing records at that time yeah. because uh, Gary Davis, who was a good friend of mine back in those old days, he invited me to come up and help him play records up there. And that was one of the more fun things I've ever done because it, Murfreesboro was very small at, at that area at that time. And I remember that uh, a lot of my friends, either the, the guys or the girls, would call in a specific um, uh, record that they wanted to play for their girlfriend or boyfriend. And that was one of the more fun. Th I just wondered what would happen if you would go back to those old days, maybe have one day uh, a week or whatever, and set aside that, how many young people, or maybe older people like us who still remember that, how many of them would actually call in for someone special? Now, that, that would that be... That would be good. Yeah. Th this was early social media. Yeah. Before what we know as social media. Oh, that was better than social media. That, that was something just really special. Scott says he has the old commercial now. Let's hear it. Yeah. Boots, boots, boots. Yes, it's time to refresh at McCord and Harris Soda Fountain. Meet your friends and wet your whistle at McCord and Harris Soda Fountain. Refreshments and pleasant surroundings, McCord and Harris on the square in Murfreesboro. WGNS, your good neighbor station, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Boots, boots, boots. Yes, the hub store on the west side of the square has boots for everyone. Boots, boots, boots. For the men, the hub store has four buckle boots, five buckle boots, zipper boots, and knee boots. Boots, boots, boots. For the ladies, the hub has reindeer, slip-on rubber boots, and fur-lined waterproof boots. Boots, boots, boots. For the children, the hub has slip-on rubber boots, four buckle boots, and zipper boots. Boots, boots, boots. That's the hub store where you can get boots, boots, boots for the entire family. 
Jerry Brown was never missed one. a lick. No, he was great. Well, you know, Jerry. One time, I, I guess the last part of his days that he worked over at the radio station, he would go out and sell uh, time yeah, yeah. for people during those days. And uh, I remember everybody we, loved him. He used to come by at the at the jail over on um, and did you buy it 400 too? West Main Street. <laughs> no, uh, he made Craig buy some though. <laughs> Yeah, he was a Come pistol. to jail today. It's special. <laughs> I see our lady from Brooklyn's out there. Ah, okay. She's she's a very bright lady. I tell you, we've had some really sharp people coming by asking, "Where's Truman? How's Truman? What is Tr what happened to Truman?" Did you tell him I passed on? I said, "Truman, who?" Good, good, <laughs> good answer. I just tell him he went positive. Yeah. <laughs> He's a very positive person today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very positive today, I can tell you that. Well, Greg, what did you bring with you historically? Did what? I bring anything with me? <laughs> Greg, as if to ask here, Greg has a, a stand beside him with notes, books, yeah, all sorts thing, of things. Yeah, things drag. I figure I'm going to pick something up. Uh, recently, I was reminded of uh, one of our personalities in the area that uh, I was going to comment on. His last name was Lytle. In fact, he was, I'm pretty sure he or his father were the last named descendants of the original Lytle. Uh, happened to be one of my father's very closest friends, Bud Lytle. Mm -hmm. And uh, Bud was raised right across the street from the Gladstone apartment building up on East Main. Let's see, his would have been 550 East Main. Beautiful, beautiful house. Now, where is Gladstone? I'm not sure I've ever heard of it. On the corner that. of University and East Main. Oh, yeah, the Tudor place. Yeah, and uh, the Lytle home would be 550 East Main. Beautiful house. I'd like to own that house. Yeah, really recently would. been renovated. Had a lot of very interesting residents over time. Uh, Don Eaton was there when we bought the Gladstone. I remember Don. And uh, my friend Bill Shaw, who uh, does historic renovations, construction, worked, I think, two years on uh, the old Lytle house, and it's, it's beautiful now. But what happened, what happened to Bud? Well, one, one anecdote I remember. My mother tells me about the first time she met Bud Lytle. She laughed at him, right, you know, like she didn't believe it. And what had happened is Bud uh, was not part of the football team out at the State College, but was a student out there and very popular with the athletes. And uh, when they had an unofficial mascot, a little mutt dog had come wandering around, somebody named him Bedlidle. Bedlidle, had to say it with a slur. And um, my mother, a football fan, uh, had met the dog, and uh, the boys had told her that was Bud Lytle. So the, one day my uh, father uh, introduced her to his good friend, Bud Lytle, and she thought that she was being put on about it. That, you know, So she laughed at him. He looked at my father like, this is your girlfriend? <laughs> What's with her? Uh, very interesting. Bud and Billy Birch and my father were in the very first group 
that uh, participated in the civilian pilot training out at the college. This would have been 1939, probably. Mm. Uh, Q.M. Smith, the president, newly inaugurated there. He tried to volunteer for what he knew was going to be conflict, World War II, uh, when he first came in. And the military said no. Uh, he was, of course, a veteran of World War One. As no, on your age and such, so his contribution was to apply for and get one of the very first grants made by the federal government to encourage training of civilian pilots as a what would you say uh, backup or a fertile group, hopefully for uh, the military and. Uh, Birch and Tucker did go into the uh, military training. Both of them ended up as fighter pilots, didn't end up. Both of them served as fighter pilots in the South Pacific, but uh, did not make the uh, aviation cadet route. But uh, I guess they found out he was a bright fella. Got trained in radio communications and perhaps in part because of his uh, aviation training early on, he was uh, put into fighter air communications. Hmm. And uh, not knowing anything either way when they first were going overseas, they discovered that they were both in the South Pacific area. And uh, my father, whenever he uh, would land on one of the islands, he'd start asking around, anybody ever heard of a Lytle? Lytle. Well, Bougainville was one of the largest islands down in the South Pacific, controlled by the Japanese. And uh, after Guadalcanal and another month of combat, the southern half of Bougainville was taken by the Allied, but the northern half was still under Japanese control. It was that big an island. My father flew in there one time and uh, stopped at the airstrip on the south end and started asking around. And sure enough, someone said, well, yeah, we got a Lytle over in communications. He's the uh, staff sergeant over there. So my father went in and two guys who grew up in roughly the same neighborhood uh, found each other on an island in the South Pacific. And there was no way you could go to a directory and find out where anybody was. In fact, you couldn't even write home and tell your mother where you were. It was all under censorship. But uh, they stumbled together. And Lytle, because of the proximity to the front line, was literally dug in. His place of business was in a, in a hole covered over with heavy timbers. Uh, a, a, what would you call that? Uh, an underground facility. And uh, Pop met him there, surprised him there. And of course, they get to talking about old times and what they're doing and that kind of thing. And a uh, air raid warning comes. Hmm. The Japanese are bombing their site. So my father and Bud sat in the trench hole all night uh, while the bombing went on ignoring what was going on outside and talking about old times and athletics and such as that. The next day, they commandeered a jeep to get my father back to the airstrip. He was counting on Bud to know where to go and how to get there. They spent 
the rest of the day wandering around on the fringe of the front lines trying to be inconspicuous and find their way back. Finally did. Uh, they got together a second time because before the end of that campaign, which was to take the Japanese uh, air control center, everything was on one island. So they were all together again and in fact found another Murfreesboro boy originally, I think, from Davidson County, but Fount Watson was also at uh, MTSC in the uh, 1940-39. And we've got a picture of the three of them called the reunion in uh, Green Island back in those days. Very interesting. I said Bud was not a football player because he was small, apparently too small for uh, the football team at the time. But he was the star on the Central High School basketball team. And uh, to talk with some that remember playing against him, uh, you couldn't guard him. He was all over the place at the same time. And uh, uh, he was something like 5'6", and very slight, but fast, apparently. Fast with the ball, good shot. The uh, center for that high school team stood all of 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, uh, his name was Tucker. He played center, and mainly because he could out-jump anybody. But, uh, was that your dad? Yeah, the height was not the issue back then. It was who's available. And uh, with Bud making the score and managing that, we would call Bud's position, I guess, point guard today. He called the plays and did most of the ball handling and uh, was quite a star. I remember Myers Parsons. Uh, recently we lost Myers. He played for the Christiana team. And he was the one I was talking to because he remembers having to come up and play Central. And uh, he's that damn Lytle, we couldn't catch him. Yeah. Uh, so, quite a, quite a Myers star. Myers a great guy. Yeah, Bud's, uh, uh, I would give him his claim to fame as the last direct name descendant of uh, Captain Lytle. Captain Lytle being one of our earliest uh, settlers in the area, <clears throat> big landholder. Uh, to verify that, because I had not been able to find any other named descendants, there are Lytle descendants all over the county. But as far as those that came down with the Lytle name, and then there are people all over the county that claim to be Lytle descendants. Oh, shut up. <laughs> So there's two categories there, but anyway. Claiming those who are not. With the name. I got the 1925, in fact, I got a copy of the page here, 1925 city directory. Curious to see if I could confirm who was the, the last. And sure enough, Bud's name, full name was Julian Lytle. And he was a junior name for his father. And in 1925, here it is, 1925, I pulled the directory page for the Lytles. And uh, real small type. Looks to me like there's about easily three dozen names for those in Murfreesboro in 1925 with the last name Lytle. And uh, <clears throat> one of the first is Bud's father, Julian Lytle Sr., and then in, uh, at 550 East Main, uh, and uh, Julian 
Mrs. Julian, Susan Julian, Julian Jr., and then May Julian, Lytle. And then it goes on for, I'd say, at least another three dozen Lytles. But back in 1925, the city directory segregated the names. And the way it did it, it put an asterisk by the name of, uh, well, it says here, looking at the title page, alphabetical list of names. Below that says colored population indicated by asterisk. And every single one of the Lytles, other than Bud Sr. and his, his family, have an asterisk beside them. Interesting. Which says something, I guess, for the uh, post-Civil War migration. An awful lot of the uh, slaves that uh, stayed with the Lytle Plantation stayed in the area. Yeah. And, uh, you know, apparently chose to continue to be involved with the the area and the activity in, in the area here. Now they're doing a big historical research on Section M, I think it is, at the Evergreen Cemetery, uh, looking for the slaves of uh -huh. the area. Tell you what let's do, Truman. Let's take a break here. We'll be back at Adams Place. No, let's don't. Let's just stay here. In just here. a moment. Truman is back. Yeah. Everybody's out there jumping and shouting in the streets. Yeah, so, turn the radio off. We will be right back. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com. WGNS! Hi, I'm Larry Castelli, and I love living at Adams Place. I do exercise. I go three times a week. I go to stretch and balance, always conscious of your needs. It's not that someone is telling you what to do, it's they're looking out for you. It's a good workout. And what about the food? Oh, give me a break. <laughs> There's so much food here, you can, you know, I would highly recommend Adam's Place. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Take a moment and rate your lifestyle on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 is a life that's nothing like the life you were promised after getting good grades, a college degree, and a good job in corporate America. 10 is the life of your dreams. If you answered anything less than a 10, tune into the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell's self-made millionaire and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited will show you how to live the life of your dreams and pay for it with passive income. The Dell Walmsley Radio Show, Monday through Saturday, 11 to noon, right here on News Radio WGNS. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. The air temperature was 32 degrees, the water temperature 42 degrees, and there was snow and ice covering the ground at the Borough Beach Saturday morning. Several hundred enthusiasts took the 20th annual polar bear plunge at Sportscom. 
Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation Director Nate Williams says as cold as it was, it wasn't the coldest plunge ever. It was 14 degrees outside uh, in 2017 and the water temperature was 36 because we had a couple of weeks of really cold temperatures. So uh, this is going to be the second coldest year and we're excited. we got a couple hundred people here with us today. With all the obstacles of the roads and the snow and everything else going on, we're just glad to see people out here to have a good jump. The plungers had been warm and enjoying the Arctic adventure inside the gym at Sportscom prior to the frigid body shock event. Fill her up. Average gasoline prices in Tennessee have risen three and a half cents per gallon in the last week, averaging three dollars a gallon, according to the Gas Buddy survey of 3,800 stations in Tennessee. Prices in the state are 1.7 cents per gallon lower than a month ago and stand 90.2 cents per gallon higher than a year ago. The national average price of gasoline has risen 2.3 cents per gallon in the last week, averaging 3.29 a gallon today. That national average is down 5.5 cents per gallon from a month ago and stands 97.5 cents per gallon higher than a year ago. The Federal Trade Commission is warning people to watch for fake COVID-19 testing kits being sold online. As demand for testing continues to increase and the supply is shortening across the area, people are turning to online marketplaces for at-home kits, which may be fake. A quick online search for FDA-approved tests will help eliminate the chances of getting a bogus kit. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. The Good Neighbor Network, on air and online at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's most trusted source for local news. Watching TaxLayer calculate your refund feels like climbing to the apex of a roller coaster. Here we go! And flying down the tracks. <laughs> and maximum refund speed. Start for free and get your guaranteed maximum refund. TaxLayer, file fearlessly. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our weekend special. Save up to $1,000 on Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds. Plus special financing. Ends Monday. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see mostly sunny skies this afternoon with a high in the mid-40s. Winds out of the northwest of five to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 22. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 25. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100 or go see a movie.com. Popcorn pop fresh daily. Their movie hotline, 896-4100 or go see a movie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. For complete weather information and late scores, contact the Murfreesboro News number 893-NEWS, a service of the Citizen Central Bank. She was only 16. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. 
on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. We are back again. Truman is with us live and direct. Well, almost live. Uh, Semi. (laughs) Semi. Yeah. Uh, and he's smiling today. Uh, we're here at Adams Place. This is a great place. Uh, no matter what the weather is outside, it's always comfortable inside. Yeah. Well, all right. Now let's get back to that again. Then you told me when when you had me scheduled to come over here at Adams Place that when I uh, retire from the radio that I get a free room and board here. No, I didn't say that exactly. No, I, said, I think that was. I said they, well, they would Did welcome you. Did you not hear him say that, <coughs> They Greg? would welcome you here. I heard him say we'd have donuts and coffee over here, and <laughs> I hadn't seen a donut in two years. But said so that's for your health. <laughs> you know, one of the good things about our show here, I don't say my show, but our show, and, and, and you have seen it, Bart, and Greg knows it too, we have a lot of listeners from outside oh. this country. And Amazing. I am just totally shocked, except for the fact we're kind of like old Murfreesboro. We are uh, the way things used to be in this country. And that makes it special. Greg gets to, to talk about his, his dad. Uh, and uh, it, 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 it is, um, that's what lights my brain up you might say and my heart too because i love old murfreesboro and i love the people that came from old murfreesboro and and made it such a special place for all us uh, of us to be there and and it 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 drew greg back from washington now why would anybody want to leave washington dc i mean it's almost a a perfect place in your dreams. Yeah, you never you never hear anything negative oh, about nothing. Washington. Oh no. So so that's why Greg came back and uh, he was and, smart. Yeah, honestly, Washington is probably the best place in the United States to practice law. Everything goes through there. I wonder why. Everything goes through there. Yeah. It is clearly a place where no one in his right mind would try to raise a family. Yeah. And that's why we came back. We had two small ones. And, uh, well, (laughs) Ronald Reagan was leaving office, out of office. Uh, So. Tear down that wall. Yeah, we came, we came, we came back to raise a family on a farm. And, of course, I wanted to do it in my, my native land. So we came back in 1988. Who named your farm? My wife decided that. And Morning Ride Farm. Yeah. It is it is perfect. Yeah. For us it it is and was and has been. Well, I know one thing. Uh it it lit up my head when I was going over there to take my recycling things on that snowy morning. Because I was out in my car all morning trying to find some place to take my trash. Well, I'm glad you didn't bring it to Morning Ride Farm. But, but, it's, on but the other, it's perfect for your family because you, you guys have such a, a special close family, especially when you have a little princess that lives right next door to you who comes over there and 
she she's she's living in heaven here. Oh yeah. Well, it's uh, part of the county. There's several where we had family back when I was very young. Yeah. And it was a visit to my great aunt's place. Is how we found the farm that we've got, which you of course knew everybody did, because Sheriff Hall McNabb was yeah. the. I knew just about the, the whole family names that go all the way back. Oh yeah. And uh, I think in in the old days, everybody had a certain part of the county that went all the way back to deep, deep roots right here in, in this county. And they were all related. Uh, uh, if you want to know who's related to everybody in the Kittrell, Readable area, just ask Steve Co Cates. Well, I sure. guarantee you he can t tell you the entire yeah. background of them. Yeah. Truman, do you, speaking of history, do you remember what you were doing? Think about this. January 4th, 2011. 2011? Yeah, January 4th. Um, actually, th that was two, actually three generations. Uh, I, I, I was out, basically, uh, had a mule and pulling my... my uh, uh, Bar, you know you don't get a straight answer. <laughs> you know. I was having a great time during that period. That was a good yeah, year. Yeah. yeah. And what brought you in off the farm, huh? That well, also was the day that you started this radio show, January fourth, twenty eleven. Yeah. And we we found you out on the farm. You came. You wanted to bring the mule in, but he couldn't get up the steps at the radio station. I did bring a mule. Well, you left. I took Greg. Greg was in that first January fifth. January fifth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He 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 stumbled through the fourth, and then called me for help, and we pulled him out on the fifth, and he's been on track, pretty much on track since. Thanks then. to your direction. Uh -huh. so well, Greg Tucker, uh, Dan Whittle was on oh, that yeah. first week. Was Bud Mitchell was on that first Bud's week. Still on. Coon Victory was on that. In fact, oh, Coon yeah. Victory came prepared he had about 15 books that he brought in and i said what are you doing coon and he said what are we going to talk about for a whole hour i mean we just can't do it he never looked at the book the whole time we just sat there and had the best time and i never thought uh, i picked five of my best friends at that time to come on the show with me and we had such a his Greg aunt. and I were very close uh, before that, but the thing about Greg is he established more enemies for me than anybody I've ever known because you know that uh, when he first came here, he was looking for something to improve the community like he always does, and he thought we would be better off if we went into a metro-type government. And so he came, and we talked for about two or three hours at, at the office. And then he called a meeting. And as soon as I walked into that meeting and I got all those stares, I said, I am in trouble. <laughs> so that was he threw, he threw me to the wolves. Well, he agreed. Yeah. And saw, saw his way to actually let the public know that he agreed that consolidation had some merit. And uh, 
some of your colleagues disagreed. Well, they were they're some of my best friends were in that big meeting. Oh, speaking of friends, seeing the I first, mean they were before. The <laughs> first week he was on the air, he used up all his friends. So I had to come back the next week. And here I am every week. So you've been here from from the beginning. Well, History never you, you never run out of it. That's true. Now, when you were telling that story about your dad, what year was that again? 1938, 39, something like that? Well, 38, 39 is when he graduated from Central, he and Bud. And uh, he went into the military in early 42. Now, how big was Murfreesboro back then? Back then, about 4,000. And that's See, people have a hard time religion. Yeah, and that's probably uh, a liberal estimate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but something in that range. And now we're 150-something thousand, 160. I was looking at some figures about that same era because we were doing a show a few weeks, about a week or so ago, about WGNS's 75th anniversary. Smyrna was topping in around 600 people, I believe, at that time, uh, about the time we came on the air in the late 40s. And Laverne, I think, was 200. Yeah, it wasn't that, even a city. I was going to yeah. say, I don't think it was incorporated no. until no. the 50s. What, so. Yeah, it's 58 or something. <coughs> we, we had to do their uh, law enforcement for them. Rutherford County did. They didn't have a police force at that time. And that's not that unusual, is it? I mean, you go to other counties. Uh, what, what was the county uh, where I think they had a hard time collecting enough taxes to fund a police department and the highway patrol had to start covering the county. Uh, so I don't know. So, well, uh, is Woodbury still that way? <laughs> no, I no. Woodbury got through the names, But they they have their own police force now. Of course, yeah. they had county that did it before Sheriff, yeah. during that time. So. Uh, Everything, it, it, it seems, it changes, everything changes for a reason. And, and a lot of it is, it's just, it's not large enough and you can't collect enough taxes to make things work at the time. And uh, unfortunately, there are still a lot of counties in the, in the state of Tennessee that uh, have a hard time making it from one year to the next. And I tell you who really does a great job for Rutherford County, Ted Beatty. Ted Beatty does the best job, and he keeps things pretty even. And uh, I have to put out a, sh a shout for Ted because um, he can go anywhere in Rutherford County and everybody knows him. I think he's about the, the last of that generation. He, he really is special. His well, is here. we're coming into the difficult time for Tib. He's collecting taxes. Yeah. And uh, you look at those numbers, it's hard It's hard to be friendly when you're being pulled that hard. Oh, now, I, listen, I go in there, pay my taxes, and I thank him for being able to manage a county that's grown so fast. And, and uh, he keeps it in the proper position perspective and uh truman's always saying can i give you more yeah and when he leaves they all poof, thought he'd never leave i wish he had been there when i was uh in my office i could have i could have had more uh, officers uh, during that time 
I had to fight for officers every time a, a, a new year be, began. Budget, or, budget conflicts. Yeah, yeah. Now, Truman, when you were on, on West Main, mm -hmm. I hear stories about people, the citizens, wanting to come by and eat. It was common. It was common, yeah. And uh, that was the number one get-together spot in Rutherford County was at 400 West Main Street at the old jail. And uh, if, if there was any place that I wish could still be there in, in this community, it would be at that jail because I knew uh, every prisoner in there. I knew their, their uh, family. And, and uh, it was um, it was it was pretty special at, at that time. And we, I, you know, we would play pranks on people if they would come in. And you can imagine uh, the the bondsmen and and all the people that would come in and want to sit down and see what's gone on the night before. It, uh, it, it was it was better than television. It really was. Of course, everything's better than television. But but uh, it, it was a, a special place. It was you didn't have to uh, in the old days. You didn't have to listen to radio or you didn't have to uh, read a paper the next day. Uh, we we knew what was going on from the time the sun came up. You were a podcast before they knew what that was. Yes, yes. I wish podcast. times were still that way. Of course, um, um, I think that things are going back. I never thought it would happen. But radio is starting to take over everybody's um, uh, desire to know what's happening all over uh, Rutherford County or in, in the country. And... WGNS really has done a great job in people um, more desiring to know what's going on here and worldwide as long as it stays a local type situation. And, and WGNS is, does that. I just wish you would cut off all those um, national uh, Stations it, that, that that give information. Is it CBS that does your national? CBS, yeah, national yeah. world coverage. I, I yeah. can't listen to it. Well, I we absolutely need to, we need to be able to know what's happening outside our border, our Rutherford County border. Where are we going to find that out? Well, I hope you find it out on WGNS. That's the CBS reports we're talking about. Yeah, the CBS is is. The, the 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 main stations ABC CBS NBC right uh, I can't listen to them. Well, you you know it, it is a shame that that people have. I put you I put you on people, a <laughs> people have agendas. Well, it how, is different. How it often is, is CBS reporting now on WGNS? Usually at the top of each hour. Every hour. Right. Okay. Unless there's a ball game or something like that. Uh-huh. So. Sports coverage is one of your forte, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very this, good. This county loves sports. Two yeah. things they love. Sports and history. Uh-huh. You've been selling history. He just, he, he, he just nailed you. He's, he's, he's got you hooked and bringing makes, you in. It makes me think I ought to ask for a raise. Keep talking like <laughs> I that. I think. We'll you make back. more than I do here. Well, we get back our donuts. So we'll 
<laughs> you need you need the donuts. Now, Truman, you said yes. the jail on on East Main. Look at him. Or West Main, rather. Yeah. Uh, that was sold. That property was sold at auction by the county just recently. Who bought it? I don't know. I was I was going to ask you that, and what what are they going to use? That it for? was a mistake. That building should still be here. It, it was the most popular outside of the courthouse. That was the most popular building in Rutherford County. We've lost time. a lot of good buildings. Yes, we have. And uh, I, I, when I heard that they were no longer going to have that when that building available, it, it it's like it breaks your heart. It really does. The last use of the building I remember was an alternative school program. Visited with them a couple of times. And I don't know where it's gone. I think it's still in. Is in that the, the one county. that's on Church Street now? The alternative, there an alternative school there? That may be, maybe. And then there's one over on Las Casas Pike, I believe. Yeah, well, that Cedar was this one something. was the ultimate, the ultimate last chance. It was okay. the one that was at the old jail for a while. Hmm. Program okay. I think Nancy Allen started back when she was in office. Truman, you keep up with that, so. Do what? The, the, the alternative schools. Yeah. That's probably the one Cedar something on Las Casas Pike. I don't remember the last name. Uh, you talking about the one on Halls Hill Pike? No, Las Casas. Okay. Uh, between Woodfin and Northfield. It's It's hidden. It's really hidden. You have to know you're looking for it to get there i'm not really familiar with it well, let's not give it away if they're trying to hide it that's right sorry about that you didn't hear that on the radio <laughs> <laughs> now we need to be sure there's a historical marker placed where the old jail was i mean this has significance well the one that a marker that would be more likely to read how that particular building was is the guy that was hung tried to escape on the second floor he quit eating for about two weeks and he lost a lot of weight and he was actually able to slide out that top window and some people from the um, post office across the street called us and said someone's trying to escape and we ran out there to see who it was. And doggone, he was trying to escape, but he made a big mistake. His head wouldn't fit in. Uh -oh. So there he was dangling from the, the second floor. So um, we uh, got him back in, uh, and he was very happy. I mean, uh, for somebody to get caught trying to escape, that was the happiest person I've ever seen, happiest prisoner. What, what year was that? Oh, gosh. No, it had been in the, the uh, 60s, though. It would have been in the 60s, but I can't remember what year it was. Or early. Or, or, no, no, it wasn't in the 60s. Uh, early, early 70s. Okay. Probably about, or even mid-70s. Now, I remember when you built the new high-rise jail. This was the news. I mean, this is going to be the jail to end all. You talking jails. about on Salem Highway? Yeah, yeah. And this is, we're not going to have to have another one anytime soon. Of course, that didn't come true. But well, it would have been okay, except the um, uh, people on on the county commission 
decided they they were not going to build it to the full standards that we had set it up to try to save money, and then it ended up costing us more money later on. Why did so, you put it way out there on Salem Pike? Actually, I had a place on 231 South that I was getting from the bank, and uh, they... Uh, I guess maybe would it be the attorneys? Surely not, because attorneys wouldn't think of themselves over the uh, rest of the population in the community. Certainly not. not And and it was going to save the county a ton of money, and they decided that they were going to protest against me because I was taking it from downtown, putting it out in an area where the the, – uh, number of cars passing by were not going to be um, um, bothered by too much traffic, and the downtown area could be more of a historic area at the time. And you see where it's gone. Uh, you can't even get around in the downtown area. At you mean this you time. would have been the second high rise downtown? Uh, no, no, we would not have been downtown. I mean, but if you had built, we it would have been out. We've been out on 231 South, and right. and and we could have put every county building that people needed to go to down in that area where um, the uh, traffic w- would not be so bad as it is now. You had and plus, chance. we would have saved millions of dollars. You would technically be in town, though, compared to what we're talking about now. Uh, Keeping it close to the courts. It would not uh, be, I'm not sure if it'll be in the city limits or not right now, that area. But it's out there, as you know, past the uh, golf course past on the, the left. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was way out there. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. Which golf course? Indian Hills or? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Not, not on out. Okay. Yeah. Used to be, what was it, Murfreesboro Golf and uh, that's our country first, club. That's our first country club. Dates yeah. back to the 1920s. Uh, it's now Indian Hills, but yeah, it was the Mercer Golfing Country. They had sand, packed sand for the greens. Didn't call them greens back yeah. then. Now, where was the drive-in theater? It was out there somewhere. Not the Marlboro, but the there was a drive-in on 231. Yeah, that's uh, just as you cross the creek, I think, okay. or the river. Yeah. You drive down into there, yeah. sort of. Yeah. Remember the thing that made that drive-in different from the others? It had heaters, electric heaters, oh, at the right drive-in. beside the speakers that you could put in the car on a cold. You didn't winter. need heaters back then when you're going to a drive-in <laughs> I know where theater. You're going. They were to keep the window from <laughs> fogging. Yeah. Up. <laughs> Oh, oh I, one of the worst uh, times I can remember is uh, we took uh, some ladies and and we when we got just before we got to the drive-in theater, we stopped the car, got out, all the guys got in the trunk, so they we we wouldn't have to pay as much money, and doggone if we didn't get caught, and they ran us out of that theater. Oh, yeah, I, I thought they treated us very poorly for for. Something that was just a kind of a, now, a what gag. Now, drive in called? Marlboro was the other one uh, out on uh, the National It's on uh, Broad Street going yeah. out on the right. It's uh, on the tip of my tongue, but it's stuck there. I'm good. I'm sure some people remember it. I'm sure a lot of them. 
of the old bunch had probably spent a lot of time over there at that theater. Actually, when we were patrolling, we could pick it up on our radio when we go back and check some of those back areas that uh, for parkers and things yeah. like that. So, so you'd listen to the movies and yeah, but yeah, yeah. we we could drive by. I, sometimes we would get called to go away somewhere and, what and we would be in the wrong place. Do yeah. what? What in Skyview was? What no. was that place called? No. Uh, I um, what was it? Sky is in there, I think. Hmm. Maybe between a few dozen people, we can come up with the yeah. name of it. Well, I remember where it was, though. But, oh, uh, I, I, I remember I, the name. A lot of us spent many Part days of Crescent, the family, Crescent Theater family, which owned all the theaters in town. Yeah. Well, not all of them. Uh, there was... Uh, Were you born of, here? No, I was not born here. Where? Where? I was born in Knoxville. And my family moved to this area when I was four years old, so I decided to come with them. Why? Why would you do that? Discretion. I, I don't know. I just I, I wasn't able to hold a good job, so decided. At that four. To, four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that cut the population in, in Knox the, County quite a bit, didn't it? It it did. It uh, moved out of there. I'm the radio WG. I should have gone to GNS. I was a year old when they came on. So. Oh yeah, you're just a baby, but yeah. you're but you're older than than Greg. I wish. Huh? He is older than you. Is he? Yes. What year were you born? Forty-six. Okay, forty-four for me. Oh my goodness. See. He looks decent. I was born <laughs> in in nineteen fifty-nine. Yeah, right. What, is his nose growing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched the movie Airplane yesterday. I love that movie. <laughs> and when the doctor is trying to st tell him all about what's going on medically, his nose grows about a foot and a half. <laughs> I love that movie. That was one of the funniest. I don't know how many times I've seen that movie over and over and over. It's still funny. Everything that guy's in is funny. What, what's his? Uh, uh, Leslie Nielsen. Yes. Great, great actor, I thought. Oh, yeah. he did a bunch of commercials, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are flat out of time this morning. We're, we've had too much fun, Truman. It is good to have you back, and it's good to have you back almost on your anniversary. Just a few days off. January the 4th, 2011. You, you looked that up before you came over here, didn't you? No, I always remember things like that. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, do you remember the first mind. guest? Oh, you've heard of Black Friday. That was Black Monday. <laughs> also, the notes that Brian sends me help out a lot. It's on a screen in front of me. Brian's sharp. He is sharp. <clears throat> and, and he sent a thing trying to get me to call him and... I bet you I've called 20 people this morning to tell them that I would be on the show this morning. Yeah. So uh, uh, he, he I called me, so I decided to come on in. Yeah, what were you going to do instead? Go drill a hole in the building with a cable company. We got the name of the theater, Uh huh. Starlight. Starlight. Yeah, yeah we remember the Starlight. 
And on that note, we can Starlight, we had Starlight, to hang Bright. in here till then. First star, I sneezed in Do what? We had to hang in till we knew that because oh, okay. this would ruin people's days. They would have gone through the day. Who, who called that in? I don't know that. Yeah, I'd like to know that. That thank, was pretty nice. Thank you, Bart Truman. See you next week. Look forward to it. Well, I won't be here, but Truman will be tomorrow. Yes. Same yeah. time, same station, same place, Adam's place. Any final parting thoughts? Truman has tested negative, and he is back in full color, an aura around him today. Yes. It's going to be a great day. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the morning at 9. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.